0: Support for this NPR podcast comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Family owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at SierraNevada.com.
1: Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and I am here with Stephen Thompson. Hey, Stephen. Hello, Robin. And it is
0: Friday! Friday! Friday!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Friday, of course, is the day of the week when a whole bunch of new albums come out. Usually there's so much music, it's kind of hard to know where to even start. So every week we do a quick run through the Essential albums. It's Friday, March 8th, and we kick this week's show off with the band Foles, and their new album, Everything Not Saved, Will Be Lost, Part 1. The band is fulls The record is Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost, Part 1. And uh, this is a rock band from Oxford that's been putting out r- records for a little more than a decade now. This is their fifth full length. Yeah,
0: and the first of two albums to come out this year. You mentioned the title, Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost, Part 1. Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost, Part 2, comes out uh, this fall. And you get a sense just hearing it how... Big and adventurous. The sound is, but the singer Yannis Philippakis also has a lot of like slower stuff, more moody, brooding, haunting stuff. So you're getting a pretty vibrant and versatile sound.
1: This is a band that has always had, I think, a, a big vision for their music and for the records they put out. This one feels like it's particularly big. It does settle down a little bit towards the end of the record. You mentioned some of the quieter stuff. This is very much a reaction. This record is very much a reaction to global politics and the collective anxiety that so many people are feeling right now. And you can feel that rage and outrage in the beginning. But here's how the record ends. It ends with a song called I'm done with the world and it's done with me. I mean, the fox is dead in the garden, <laughs> the, the, the hedges are on fire. <laughs> Uh, It's it's like he used up all that energy
0: (laughs) in the beginning and finally was like, you know what? I'm out.
1: It feels like defeat at the end of this, especially when you know some of the things that they're working through. Um, I have not heard part two of this two album release, but all the crazed energy and urgency you hear in part one, I have read that part two will be more of a reaction to it Mm -hmm. and it's more about persevering. So even though this feels like resignation, the next record will be more about soldiering on (laughs) and fighting the good fight the band is Fools. everything not saved will be lost part one from Fools. let's go to the artist Elado negro and his new album this is how you smile
2: left town an ocean on top
1: The artist is Elado Negro. His album is This Is How You Smile. And with us uh, to talk about this one is NPR Music's Felix Contreras. Hello, Felix. Hey, what's happening, guys? Tell us uh, who Elado Negro is.
3: Elado Negro is the artistic name of this guy named Roberto Lange. Okay, He's uh, from, from Miami, got family roots in Ecuador. Uh, And he, you know, he's a Southern Florida boy. And I have him this week on the Alt Latino podcast. And we were talking about his youth growing up and about how having immigrant parents, but living in South Florida, this issue of folks with immigrant backgrounds of like identity, like where do I belong? Do I belong here? Do I belong there? And a lot of his music is based on exploring those themes, especially on this album. And he did this really cool thing. He went up to a cabin in Connecticut with a bunch of tape loops and all of this stuff. And he created the backdrop for his song there and it sort of set a sonic footprint for what he does because all of his albums are mm-hmm. exquisitely sonic, as I like to say.
1: <laughs> right? Let's uh, let's actually hear a little bit of another part on this record, a cut called November Seventh, yeah. so you can hear what you're talking about because there are a lot of really interesting instrumental, I guess you would call them, pieces with a lot of found sounds and tape loops. This is November Seventh.
2: Mom. <laughs>
3: all of these sound sculptures, man, with all the technology, all the technology the kids have these days. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the, the stuff that you can do
0: now like that, to create these things. Well, it's futuristic, but it's also drawing on his past. I mean, oh, some yeah. of those found sounds are clearly from home recordings. I'm also really struck by his voice, which sounds to me so much, it puts me right in this sweet spot between the early works of this guy named Josh Rouse and oh, yeah. and uh, Kurt Wagner from Lamb Chop. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, bo- and, and both of whom can do these very rich and beautiful recordings and can do all sorts of things with production and sound, but it all comes back to this very familiar, comforting, rich
3: voice. It's a great introduction to his music if you don't know him already.
1: Elado Negro is the artist, and the record is This Is How You Smile. Thanks, Felix. Thank you, guys. All right, up next on our quick run through the Essential albums out on March 8th, we've got a new one from Patty Griffin. It is a self titled record from Patty Griffin.
2: Isn't she a river? She doesn't need a diamond to shine You can't really have her Fiction
1: Griffin is the singer and this is her self-titled album uh, the song we're hearing is called River man I, I had a moment listening to this album where the whole world just completely disappeared <laughs> and it was just me and this music and, and I thought wow has her voice always been this evocative yes <laughs> <laughs> yes, it because has. it just slayed me there's so much wrapped up in it, so much emotion She's amazing. She's been amazing every step of the
0: way since she became, you know, kind of a national figure in the, in the 90s. This is her 10th album. And you know what? They are all terrific. And you see her live. She's just as terrific. This was recorded at her house in Austin. And appropriately enough, these songs feel really lived in. You know, the, uh, some of them are based, uh, like so much of the music we talk about, on the state of the world today, but also on her life as it's unfolded. She's had a health crisis and she's making a music about it that is uh, true to her life and it absolutely pulls you right in no matter where you are in yours uh, she is an absolutely incredible songwriter her voice just grabs you from oh, the man. first second
1: so much in these songs about growing old and the frailty of life um, and she has this one song on it called hourglass where she sings the hourglass never really runs out of sand you get to the end and you just turn it upside down again <sighs> It's a book <laughs> where the story never ends. The plot keeps turning around. Uh, and that just.
0: <laughs> She's great. She's incredible.
1: Patty Griffin. She has a new album out that is self titled, Patty Griffin. Uh, one more album before the break. This comes from the singer Sasami, and it is also a self titled record, Sasami. artist is Sasami this is her self-titled record the song we're hearing is called Morning Comes and it's just is like stereo lab made a record with yeah. Saint Vincent basically
0: <laughs> that's a that's really apt Sasami Ashworth has toured with Mitski, she has worked on records by Vagabond and Hand Habits and Wild Nothing, she has been a music teacher, she has played French horn in various orchestras right. around Los Angeles, uh, she was a member of Cherry Glazer, everyone she has been associated with is somebody I like. Yeah. And then you take this record and you're like, of course, this is terrific. She's one of the artists I'm most excited to see at South by Southwest this year. You just hear that just talent percolating out of every corner, there are songs with these really cool guitar lines that remind me of one of my favorite 90s bands, the Spinanes.
1: Yeah, there's some sort of new wave mm-hmm. pop punk moments. It kind of reminded me of television, the band television, mm-hmm. and some particularly in the pulsing repetitive rhythms. But there's a real nice arc to this record. It starts off, it, the whole thing's largely about a relationship that has ended and her trying to understand why and what it means to be alone now. And, you know, she wonders through the course of the album. She, she wonders if she's the only one who feels this way on the whole planet. And then by the end, she closes the album by saying that she has realized that she's not the only one who feels (laughs) this way. In fact, she is everyone. Exactly. Everyone feels this way. But boy, boy did this one send me the record is Sasami, the self-titled album from Sasami S-A-S-A-M-I and uh, Stephen, we still have a few more albums that we want to highlight for this week's New Music Friday. But first, let's take a short break and we'll be right back. This season on Invisibilia, should we empathize with our enemies? Femmoids should die. Is it okay to have machines control our emotions? I should be kind of creeped out, but at the same time, I'm like, well, thank God I live in this day
3: and age.
2: No easy answers, just the right questions. Invisibilia, back on March 8th.
1: It's New Music Friday from All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Stephen Thompson. And we're looking at the best albums out on March 8th. We start off the second half of our show with the singer Maren Morris and her new album, Girl.
2: And the shit's unflattering All up in my head again I don't feel myself right now, maybe I should just lay down, if vanity's my vitamin, I don't feel the difference, I don't like myself right now, gotta find a way out.
1: Maren Morris is the singer. Her new album is called Girl, and this is the uh, lead single and title cut. Uh, Girl, And Stephen, another country singer from Nashville who, like so many we've been hearing, uh, is really blurring the line between country music and pop.
0: She is in such a fascinating place in her career. You know, we first... Heard her in, like, 2015, 2016, uh, when she came out with a record called Hero. It had a huge, huge hit single called My Church. And she was one of the biggest young country stars in America and was really breaking through. And if you listen to a lot of country radio, you you only hear a select few women's voices. It is a... It is a genre with an incredible number of amazing women and very few of whom are played on the radio. Yeah. So she's one of the few who has been. And then last year, she had a song called The Middle uh, that she performed with a dance music producer called Zed. And that song was absolutely everywhere as a dance-pop single that really had no country to its sound at all. Yeah. And country can often be a pretty purist genre, where you're kind of expected to stay in that lane but she is clearly trying to figure out how to thread the needle of putting out a country record, also being a pop star and maybe a rock star at the same time. And this record really captures the degree of that ambition. I listened to this record, I just kept thinking, country music needs her does she need country music? I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. And you can hear some of her self-doubt in that title cut, but really the whole record, I I took it more of as a celebration of where she is in her Mm -hmm. life. She reflects on the last three years in particular, where her career really took off. She fell in love. She got married. And she really, um, I think by the end of this album, especially, she's reached a point where she's, Allowing herself to enjoy the ride she's on. Yeah. Maren Morris is the singer and her album is called Girl. This is going to be a really weird second half of the show because (laughs) I'm thinking from the country swoon of Maren Morris, we go to the ambient composer William Basinski and his new album On Time, Out of Time. don't have to let very much of this play for you to get the idea what you're in for with this but um i'll just say right now this is the title cut (laughs) to on time out of time from william basinski it is 40 minutes long Mm -hmm. there are only two cuts on the whole record but but
0: this is the single
1: (laughs) but this is the the hit single it's 40 minutes long but it is so beautiful and transfixing uh, and it does evolve let me just scooch ahead here so we can hear a little bit more of it go a few more minutes into it of really subtle tonal shifts a little kind of ringing sound will come in it's all very very remote but I love this guy's work yeah
0: I've loved this guy's stuff for as long as I've, I've known it he uh, he's an avant-garde uh, you know ambient musician multi-instrumentalist uh, probably best known for a four volume set that he put out in the early aughts called the disintegration loops in which he took a bunch of his old recordings like old tapes of his recordings and and was trying to digitize them and found that that like the metal was fraying off of the tapes like his music was literally right. disintegrating and so he captures that process to create the sound of these recordings as they kind of crumble in the process of being played but this music fits right into that it, it's really transporting and haunting and beautiful and head-filling in in a wonderful way i mean th- that track on time out of time is almost 40 minutes long and when you realize it's coming to an end you're kind of like oh
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is a a work that was originally commissioned for an art installation in berlin back in 2017 and he you know uses a lot of um, obviously uh, you know tape loops and things like that to create these ambient soundscapes but there was one interesting thing from a press release i read about it that i thought i'm just going to quote from the release (laughs) because they say it better than i could begin to sum it up and it says these works these recordings these works you ...utilize, among other things, exclusive source recordings from the interferometers of LIGO, which is Laser Interferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory, (laughs) capturing the sounds of the merging of two distant massive black holes 1.3 billion years ago. So... Uh, scientists have somehow captured the sound of these black <laughs> holes colliding and uh, he has used that in this recording of course and when I read that well of course of course <laughs> that's in this On Time uh, Out of Time by William Buzinski if, if you really need an escape this weekend just lock yourself in a dark room with a great pair of headphones and yeah. listen to this you will not be disappointed On Time Out of Time uh, we have one more album that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday but let's do a quick run through some of the other notable albums out today because there are a lot of them some of them we've already had on All Songs Considered so we didn't feature on here but I want to remind people that they're actually out now. The first one comes from Amanda Palmer her album is There Will Be No Intermission. That is a doozy. Oh, my Lord. I played the 10-minute uh, Cut the Ride on, on the <laughs> They're show. Actually, you
0: actually <laughs> have to narrow it down because there are multiple 10-minute songs on that That's record.
1: true, yes. Amanda Palmer's There Will Be No Intermission is out today on March 8th. Stella Donnelly's Beware of the Dogs is out now. And The Wild Reeds' their album Cheers, extraordinary record from The Wild Reeds, is also out now.
0: There's also a, a Flight of the Concords live collection called Live in London that has some tracks that have not really been collected. Anywhere else, if you are a Flight of the Concords fan. Uh, Dido, the singer songwriter that yeah. we remember from her performance on Eminem's Stan, she's continued to make records. She has an album called Still on My Mind. A folk rock singer songwriter named David Gray, who I really like, has a new album called Gold in a Brass Age. And Towns Van Zant on Thursday. March seventh, so uh, as the of the day before this, so the day yeah. before this launches, they've put out a collection called Sky Blue of some recordings that he made that had never seen the light of day. It is a beautiful uh, look into his process and his amazing songwriting talent. So Sky Blue by Townes Van Zandt,
1: all those albums out on March eighth, along with the record that we want to close with, it comes from the rapper Juice World. It's called A Death Race for Love.
3: Stuck in the maze.
1: Oh, Rapper is Juice World and his new album is A Death Race for Love. This song we're hearing is called Maze. And uh, NPR Music's Rodney Carmichael joins us to talk about this one. Hey Rodney.
4: What up, Robin?
1: Well, I'm trying to make sense of this incredibly bleak album.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey. Don't you just want to give this dude a hug?
1: <laughs> I did. T- you know, I honestly he's so young too. He's yeah. he's only like 19, 20 years old. And yeah. um, I honestly just felt bad for him listening to this. He's so clearly just a very tortured soul. But tell us who Juice World is and what he's doing on uh, a death race for love.
4: Well, this is this is a twenty-year-old young man from Chicago. He took over the pop charts last year with his big hit "Lucid Dreams," earned Sting a bunch of money because he <laughs> sampled "Shape of My Heart." But he also made this leap from SoundCloud to the major leagues because Interscope Records signed him for a reported three million dollar bonus. Wow. And now he's he's basically what you might call the reigning prince of emo rap, especially since Lil Uzi Vert kind of vacated the throne by announcing his retirement at age 24 (laughs) earlier this year. So, yeah, this is this is Juice's second major label album, and it basically picks up where last year's album left off. Last year was Goodbye and Good Riddance. And if that album was a depressing, drugged out teenage breakup revenge fantasy, this is like that rare sequel that actually lives up to the original.
1: Well, he raps about uh, drugs and addiction, and um, he's
4: clearly self-medicating for some profound depression. But the thing with Juice is that he has a way of making this really bright, melodic music from the darkest, like, dreariest places. You know, like you say, you're talking about depression, and, you know, he's obviously self-medicating, and he's singing about these breakups and suicide, and it sounds like the end of the world, but the music itself is totally in contrast to that if you're just listening to the Sonics.
0: Yeah, listening to this record, I was I was really struck by how much pressure he must be under to kind of carry the mantle of SoundCloud rap into the mainstream. You listen to this record, I think it does a really effective job of taking that SoundCloud rap approach and a lot of the kind of, as you said, the drugged out qualities and also a lot of the personal pain that gets dredged up and putting a really commercial sound around it while still making it feel true to a lot of this music.
4: No, you're totally
1: right. Well, there. Are, I, I tried to find some bright spots on this record, and he does try mm-hmm. to reassure himself from time, time to time that everything's going to be okay, but there's not a lot of light on this one. Juice World is the rapper, and his new album is A Death Race for Love. Thanks so much, Rodney. Hey, thanks for having me. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you. And as always, if you want to hear full versions of these songs, we've got a new Music Friday playlist on Spotify. Just search for NPR Music. You can also find it, the playlist, on our website. Go to npr.org slash all songs. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. Be well, have a great weekend, and treat yourself to lots of great music.